But welcome everybody to our Beyond the Message podcast. We had to take a few months off just kind of with everything in response to COVID-19. But we are so excited to be back as we kind of take time at the conclusion of each sermon series, typically following each month and just kind of evaluating and talking about everything that God has been doing and saying through each of these messages. So I'm here with Pastor Nick, and we're going to kind of just jump right on in. Uh, Pastor Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, just the big idea of what this past sermon series was? Yeah, this series, we were uh, walking through the book of Ecclesiastes, specifically in chapter three, and the series, of course, was called Trying Times. And what's really unique, I think, about this series is we had planned on this uh, series back last fall. And really the timing of the series really couldn't have been better. Um, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit plans even in advance, uh, knowing what we need uh, when we need it. So really the, the idea was the importance of time, that, that uh, time uh, that God gives us is purposeful. And I think Pastor Lance's message the first week kind of set the stage for the whole month really well, where he used that analogy of, of baking and the different ingredients that you put in to any meal, to build, making a cake or anything. Some of the ingredients by themselves aren't very good, but it's when you put them all together that they make something beneficial. And uh, so that's really the whole series. And we talked about so many different aspects of time following the list that Solomon provided in Ecclesiastes chapter three. Yeah, so uh, we talked about the power of time. We talked about embracing time, building time, and searching time. And the entire month of May was absolutely, I'm sure many of you listeners would agree, it was a hectic, crazy month full of everything unexpected. Yes. And then some. Uh, it was quite a month, quite a month. But so let's take a little more deeper dive into what Pastor Lance talked about the first mm -hmm. week of the power of time. He, he kind of opened up the entire series with Ecclesiastes 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he really set the groundwork. Um, I loved his analogy. The uh, I was talking to him since we were recording uh, it, uh, about actually bringing like cake ingredients in and, and making a cake. He was concerned about you know trying to talk and bake a cake. None of us have that Martha Stewart touch uh, we're pastors and that's not our specialty or strong point. So we didn't do that, but, um, I love the analogy though, because it really communicates our life. Uh, what, I mean, the month of May is a microcosm of our life. There were things in May that were really good. There were things in May that have been really difficult. Uh, what we've experienced in this month is a microcosm of what we experience in life. There are moments where we weep and weep and we are broken and there are moments where we rejoice and it's not removing one from the other they all make the whole they all make us who we are and what god designed and i love his verse he used that god makes everything beautiful in its time and uh and that's true of us individually as a church and uh, even as we grow and develop as a society i believe for that as well yeah, and Lance kind of talked about how we can get trapped in time mm -hmm. and how we can get stuck and caught in things in the past um, or there's things in the future that we just can't help but almost say that controls us or there's even our moments that we feel like we can't escape the yeah. situation that I am at in the present and how the way we respond to time, the way we utilize time because time is a gift and time is both infinite and finite at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
the way that we utilize it for us it's limited but for god it's limitless yeah and you see is the beginning and the end before and after us with each of that because time is truly powerful and it needs to be utilized properly so we kind of moved now into mother's day weekend which your mother uh yeah, shared yeah with which us. was great yeah uh, and she kind of talked about embracing time and she kind of added that next aspect from ecclesiastes 35 where it talks about two are better than one and that was a very uh, encouraging message and i know that was a, a challenging season and time for her to continue to share on that but she made uh, some really good points that spoke heavily into everything that she continued to live uh, she said that when your life brings on hard times look to others for help for encouragement but more importantly look to god and I know for her that truth came out of a challenging situation, but it speaks to each person walking into this moment of present situations with finances and incredible amount of uncertainties, people that might be challenging or facing evictions or any things with their family members, with school trying to balance childcare and how do they handle the, the day in and day out of this is a challenging and hard time. And she continues to say that it's only through the strength, wisdom, and encouragement and omnipotence of our Father that we can more than survive. We can thrive. We can thrive in those moments. Yeah. And your mom really just continues to drive that in with each moment. But that's very true, and that, that holds fast through yeah. this season. One of the things I loved about that message that she shared was the story of the Q Creek Miners. And uh, this Q Creek Miners, where they, uh, they were trapped... And if they had found them earlier when they first tried, they would have all been killed. But it happened at the right time. And uh, that, that we, we just walked through a quarantine. I don't know if it was difficult for you guys, but man, it was crazy. We have three kids who are trapped essentially in, their in the house. We can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. And it's insane. And uh, during that time, and even the time we're in now, it can be easy to forget the importance of embracing time and embracing and making the most of the people around us. And I, I think that idea of two are better than one, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Uh, make the most of not just the time, but the people that are in that time with you. Uh, I think that was such an important, important idea, concept that um, not just during quarantine, but I think even what we're walking into now, we can take for granted our, our minutes and our moments and we can take for granted the people that we're spending them with uh, and kind of going back to what Lance said don't look to the future anticipating what's going to be but enjoy the moment you have that's been the hard thing for for me at least personally during this season is like you're waiting for everything to open up and things to get back to quote-unquote normal and for things to progress um, but there are things that are happening now that are special. Like we've had more meals together as a family. We've taken a walk almost every evening around our neighborhood. Like there are things that we've been able to do now that in normal, crazy, hectic, busy life didn't happen as regularly. What a gift that is. And uh, so kind of embracing the time that we have, the moments we have, making the most of it and enjoy the people that we're celebrate we're embracing that time with yeah and then uh the next week kind of brought us through into building time uh, i want to share a little bit about that yeah so 
really what I was sharing that week, um, the importance of certain things that we have to sometimes tear down so that we can build up. Um, the, the, like, I mean, a lot of these messages kind of all build on each other, but um, Jeremiah 29 was one of the passages I mentioned. And in that story in Jeremiah 29, the Israelites are in exile and they're in a place they don't want to be. But uh, God said to them, you know, grow, increase in number, don't decrease. Be, pray for the, 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 the blessing of the city I've sent you to, because if it prospers, you too will prosper, all of that. And we sometimes forget the importance of, of the seasons of life. And we want every season to be the best season and, and feel the best. But there are seasons of tearing down that are necessary for the next season of building up. One helps lead to the other. And uh, one of the things I was going to, to share this past week before we, I changed the message uh, was something I think really powerful about this whole chapter of Ecclesiastes 3 uh, that honestly I didn't notice until I got to the last message, which you should have probably figured that out before. But um, everything that, that, that Solomon lists in Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time for this and a time for that. The first thing he lists is necessary for the second thing to happen. So he says a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to tear down and a time to build up. Uh, all of the things he shares, the first one is necessary for the second one to happen. The problem is we usually hate one of the two. Um, one of the two is painful, difficult, but they're, 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 they're dependent on each other. And uh, really the importance of building time was recognize the value of the seasons, the value of the seasons. In Western PA, I love the seasons. I love the fact that we have four generally distinct seasons. It seems like sometimes they get a little fuzzy. Winter was barely existent this past year, but um, every season builds toward the next. And the same is true in life. Every season is necessary and make the most of building and, and, and recognizing the importance of tearing down to build for the next. Yeah, and I think that's an incredible way for us to evaluate this time. Like I know so many people you see it on social media where I'm learning to do something new. Like I think the top thing I've seen online is people are learning how to make bread and everybody's getting the sourdough starters, the whole fad is going Have you, have you learned how to do anything during this? Um, yeah, video edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything I've been doing here at the church, we had to flip our script and we've been learning to do a lot of that stuff. Um, but my time at home has been relatively similar to what it looked like earlier this year. Um, but everything I've been doing here is barely, or has significantly been flipped. My, but, my wife, uh, we had a, an ice cream maker that we got when we were married uh, nine years ago and it has never left the box. And during the quarantine, um, she's discovered how to make homemade ice cream and it's amazing. Perfect. So, Never buy ice cream again. No, it's so good and it's homemade. That's great. And uh, so now we move into week four. Pastor Dave Martin uh, shared with us talking about searching time. And he kind of pulled from Ecclesiastes 3.6, talking about how if we can stay, if we stay anchored to the past, we never set sail in the present. Yeah. And I think that's, something that really helps us move forward out of the COVID-19 pandemic, because we can so easily say, I want to return to normal. Mm -hmm. And we can so easily read into every single publication that 
everybody's posting and sharing from the different governor um, to local government organizations and commissioners, etc. But the fact is, whether we like it or not, there is going to be a new normal. Yeah. You know, there's going to be habits that we all made during this time that will stay with us through the rest of our lives. You know, like I expect when I'm a grandparent, you know, my grandchild is going to be asking me or asking like me like, Grandpa, why is grandma always wiping down the groceries? Yeah. And you know, like that's going to be a habit because like, oh man, I don't know who touched whatever I just bought home. So I'm going to make sure I wipe every single piece of product that I'm going to consume down. I know that's one of our habits that we've kind of begun mm -hmm. to develop. Maybe you've developed that. Yeah. And if you're listening, you might have developed that too. And that's that's part of the evidence of we're not going to go back to what we had. And if we keep saying, I just want things to go back to normal, we will never be able to embrace what is to come and the new normal of being something that we can continue to thrive in as Sharon shared with us. Yeah. And this all continues as Nick, you shared, it ties together. Because if we're stuck in the past, we can't pay attention to the present. Because of that, then we can't prepare for the future of what God has in store for us. I think that's the beauty of the whole idea of time. Just that concept. They all, all integrate the past, the present, the future. They all fit together. And it's recognizing the importance of each one in each time, each season. Um, I think what you said is really powerful. Coming through what we've just walked through the last three months, um, this is a remarkable opportunity for a reset button on, on different, I mean, our finances look drastically different than they ever have before. Our schedules look drastically different than they ever have before. Um, the things that we are spending our time doing can look drastically different than they have before. Reset, this is an opportunity to say, man, there's things I've started, like you said, to do now, I need to keep doing this. Or, or there's things I've stopped doing that I need to, I need to just lay, lay down. Don't try to return to things as they were because January of 2020 is not June of 2020. Unless your diet is really bad now, you know, if you're living off a COVID yes. diet of Oreos and um, little Debbie snacks, yeah, you can go back, go, go back, <laughs> go back to the healthy food, but, um, reset. I think this is a great opportunity. My hope, my, my desire is that the second half of this year could be greater. This first half of the year has been insane. What a crazy first six months, or really what a crazy last three months this has been. So much has happened and transpired. Let's, let's set up for the second half of this year and, and grow and build and, and, and develop and move forward from that. Yeah, and as we kind of came to a conclusion of this month, uh, there was a lot of events that took place the last week of yeah. May that I would say continued to shake our nation and we had to pivot as a church yeah. and leadership to make sure that our message appropriately responded to it. And we really had to because uh, the this naming schemes and everything that we had lined up just would have looked very yeah. insensitive, even though, like you said, like we planned all this in November. So um, originally I had a message planned for this past week um, out of a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter three that says a time to kill and a time to heal. And in the normal context, the message really made sense that there's times, not in a murderous way, but there were times where we have to kill things in our lives, habits and, and uh, bitterness and um, anger and things that we harbor in order to heal. Yeah. That, that to move forward, we have to kill those things. 
All that said, in the context of what transpired has transpired in the last two weeks, that would have been... We a, had to like move past that message. We could not... You, no. That message would have been just the wording of it because the context would have not worked well. And um, so... And that's a, uh, for those who are listening, you know, that's something where uh, if you don't know, whoever's speaking each week really puts in hours and hours and hours of work into a message. So to quickly jump is not just saying, hey, I'm changing what I'm doing on a Saturday night. It is truly a prayerful moment of decision saying, God, I know, I believe you asked me to transition this. And the same amount of work that went into a normal Sunday in response to something that happened later in the week still had to take place. And Nick, I think you appropriately responded to that. And I think that speaks to the heart of our church as we recognize the hurts and the pains of our community. And you mentioned that there's a time to be silent and there is a time to speak. And we, I know we both agree that this this situation, everything that's happening, is a time to speak. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. I We live in, in, uh, in a community specifically. So in the Norwin area where our church is located, um, we our uh, demographic is we are more than 97% white. Less than half of 1% is black in, in the Norwin area. Um, we are a very, very white community. If you look broadly at our county, we're over 94% white. Um, this is a county I've grown up in, lived in this county most of my life. It's always been a very white county. And consequently, the topic of racial dynamics, uh, prejudice, all of those things really aren't talked about. And and I, I've seen just growing up, how people view those of other races is not good. And it's usually kind of the underlying elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. And since it's a predominantly white area, uh, the the opportunity to talk about isn't brought up. And I think this is a time where we need to bring it to the surface and talk about it because I think there are underlying um, stereotypes and prejudices that we have never wrestled with because they're painful, they're difficult, and maybe they're rooted in our past or our upbringing, but we need to address them because God has made us each beautiful in our own way, and we need to recognize the beauty of God's creation, uh, the beauty of diversity, and uh, even though we don't live in a community where it is incredibly diverse, we should have a healthy perspective. We need to speak up, and we need to be able to, uh, as Proverbs 31 says, be a voice for those who have no voice. Yeah. And I think there's a danger in not having that conversation because this is so critical. Obviously we see how people are responding and choosing to respond. And you may or may not agree with how it's responding, but the fact is that this is all a sort of response to a culmination of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of the things that have been happening in Minnesota, uh, in addition to potentially everything that's been happening with the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And, when we don't address these things, we miss out on opportunities. And I think this is continuing to really shape not just our culture in Westmoreland County, but in national and international culture of saying, we need to be able to have these uncomfortable conversations because the truth is, truth is offensive. Yeah. And I believe that for me, if I am offended by something, that there is something within me that I need to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. And that is how I perceive if I, if I feel offended. Yeah. And I think that's how we move forward in these conversations because we've almost lived in a society where it's so easy for us to say, oh, well, I don't want to offend you, so I'm just not gonna say my piece. 
But that's not how we actually have progress. That does not mean we are rude. Mm -hmm. I don't believe offense and progress need to be done in a way that belittles others mm -hmm. and destroys them and absolutely negates your point. But I think there's a way with tact and poise and elegance where you can speak the truth in a way where you can be offended without needing to go and riot or yeah. go and tear apart things. Yeah. And that's a very hard conversation. That's a very hard place to move yourself to as an individual, mm -hmm. as a follower of Christ. But the truth is we need to have these conversations because this is not just us, but it is the next generations to come. You know, like for... Nick, I know like you've met my sister and my brother-in-law. My yeah. sister's white, but my brother-in-law's black. Yeah. And I'm going to have a niece that's going to be born, and she's going to be half black and half white. And I want to create a world for her where she doesn't have to deal with any of this, doesn't have to feel yeah. any of these things. Yeah. And I would, I would really say and like to believe that each of you listening, wherever you're at, whether you're in the car, at home, on a jog, that you're on that same page of this is not a time to be silent. This is... This is a time to speak. And sometimes silence means I'm not being compliant with this. But right now we need to move into a place where as Christians, we need to speak up. There is verse after verse in the Bible of what it talks about to speak for those who can't be heard. The question would be, um, where do those conversations happen and how do they happen? How, how do you go about having these conversations and, and where, where do they, where do they happen? Like, I would argue where they don't happen first. Mm -hmm. um, they don't happen well on social media. Yeah. yeah, things can absolutely go viral and you can share stuff. But I've seen it time and time again mm -hmm. where people will share stuff. And I've even done this where you share something that you don't believe to be offensive or divisive or of any aspect. But then it continues to escalate. And you see people within arguing within your comments. And I don't think that's a healthy form because yeah. you really miss the face-to-face, -face, the emotion. And I know we've been missing face-to-face -face for the last three months. Yeah. But I don't believe online is the greatest way or even a good way at all to have these conversations. These conversations need to happen in your homes, with your spouses, with your children, with your family, with your neighbors, with the people that you come in contact, your coworkers, because those are the people that know you. You know, you can say the same thing to somebody that's never met you, that doesn't hear the inflection in your voice, and it's going to be received entirely different than the person that you've built a relationship with. Yeah. I think one of the things we've lost in our culture is the art of conversation and we don't do conversations well even before this i'm we, sorry i was looking at my phone that's all right <laughs> no i'm kidding actually my phone is not even near my hand uh, right now that was but we've lost the, we've lost the art of conversation we get into debate mode and i want to prove my point and you prove your point mm -hmm. and then we hate each other we need to learn to have conversations with people that look different than us talk different than us view things different than us that might be someone that believe something entirely different than what you do in your faith in Jesus. Have a conversation with them. Don't just like throw your thoughts and their thoughts and then walk away. Like wrestle with what they talk about, what they believe in their perspective. And the conversation is two ways. Yeah. It's not just saying, here, I'm going to make my peace because we can so easily get stuck in a conversation where as the other person is speaking, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say yeah. instead of actually hearing what they're saying and that's the trap we fall into and in not being able to communicate this properly is 
I'm thinking about what I'm going to say instead of I'm listening and processing how the other people are seeing things, observing things, consuming things, and feeling. And, and I think for conversation, it demands empathy. Mm. It demands the ability to put yourself in the other person's shoes. During this past week, I've talked to so many people that have all kinds of different views on, on the riots and, and what's taking place. And, and people are frustrated. Why are people making such a big deal of this? Or why aren't we making a bigger deal of this? And, and what I've tried to say to everyone is try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Just try to understand their perspective. That, that helps you better understand why they're doing what they're doing. We try to transpose or project our life experience and perspective and angle on everything, which is natural, but try to practice empathy. And I think in the art of a conversation, it's understanding the other person saying something that's really important to them. I should listen and try to understand it and try to put myself in their shoes. And if I can practice empathy, I can better understand what's being said and the heart behind it. That's what we're missing. And it's okay to walk away not agreeing. Yeah. We always feel like we have to have these conversations and it was a waste of my time if I did not win them over to my perspective. But it's okay to just walk away and say, I respect your opinion. And I still hold to my opinion yeah. and we're good. And, and maybe a not way to say is it's time to speak slash listen. We need to be willing to, to speak, say what's on our heart, but also listen. That's the conversation part. Others need to be able to speak too. Yeah. And, and maybe for you, that conversation is with your family, you know, your spouse or friends or your, your kids, but also maybe it's a coworker, a neighbor or someone you know that is of a different race than you are, is believes differently than you are, looks differently than you are, lives their lives differently than you are. Man, things are opening up. Grab coffee or, or meet with them at a park bench and just say, hey, I really want to get to know you and, and why... Uh, you know, what you believe or, or, you know, be willing to have those conversations with people that are different. I think that's the beauty of diversity. And it's the beauty of conversation. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking time yeah. today, Nick. Uh, I know this has been quite a, a series, quite a month, but uh, thank you listeners. If you made it this far also, uh, we are so excited to be continuing to pick this up. Yeah. And as we continue through the stages of engagement, we're looking forward to seeing you all again until next time. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Message podcast from Calvary Church. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on this podcast. You can email us at btm at calvaryirwin.com. Also, be sure to share this podcast with your friends as we go beyond the message of what God has in store for you.